Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. And Ashley Fine Floors has been providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. I'm at Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's at Brendan Escott with two E's and two T's. Just before we go to our River Creek Resort Casino hotline, I know there's been, um, and it was Puckpedia that put this out initially on uh, Chris Russell. Chris Russell is represented uh, by a guy that you've heard often on the show before, Elaine Waugh, uh, who had at one time. Um, a bunch of Oilers. He had Kyle Brodziak. He had uh, Pat Maroon for a while. And uh, Elaine also had has Caden Gooley. Uh, anyhow, uh, people put out that Chris Russell, a one-year extension at Edmonton. Um, the number that makes sense for me would be at $1.25 million, in about that range. But we'll see what ends up uh, ultimately transpiring. As we bring aboard David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. David, how are you? I see John Shannon uh, has a tweet that the Oilers have signed Russell. So, oh, when did he put that out? I think it's fifty-five minutes ago. Oh, um, well, I guess I should have maybe looked at John's uh, Twitter account. I didn't see that. Did he have the number? He did not. Okay. He did not. I think Jason Greger has it at one point one five, if I'm not mistaken. But I yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to come in that high. I, or so. that low. One point one five. You think it'll be more like one point two five? I think it'll be 1.25. We'll see what yeah. it is. Yeah. So, okay. it's an interesting one uh, because he is a guy that, uh, you know, real real hockey people would, would say that they'd have a lot of time for. Uh, and I think the fans, obviously, I mean, the whole, <laughs> what happened here, right? I mean, Yakupov got traded back in 2016, and on the, uh, the orders moved out 
his cap space and that allowed the the wiggle room for Russell to get signed and I think I thought it was one year at 3.1 or 3.2 yeah. million or something like that and then Russell got the four-year extension David which was maligned by the fans and Pete Chiarelli who's a friend of Elaine was by the way uh you know Russell ended up getting the four-year extension but that also coincided with Edmonton not having Andre Sekra for the first two-thirds of the 2017-18 season. Uh, what's your take on a, on a short-term extension that obviously would meet expansion requirements for Edmonton? I, I just think that's such a huge factor, Bob, that this expansion draft. I mean, if keeping uh, Chris Russell for one more year means the Oilers can also protect Ethan Bear and Caleb Jones, and it might come down to that. Like they, they might have lost one of those guys if they didn't do this deal. You know, they have Darnell Nurse, Yes, uh, you know, up and they have Caleb Jones signed up, and they're going to have Bear signed up, but they have to expose the defenseman. Yeah. Now do, we don't know what's going to happen with Clefbaum. I think I think that Clefbaum would meet. Let's say that he uh, like it's such an unknown that we don't know what's going to happen. So it just seems to me you need flexibility. The team needs some flexibility in who they're going to expose in the expansion draft. They don't have anyone right now that makes sense. The second you sign Chris Russell, you have someone that makes sense to expose in the draft. And you must expose somebody. You must expose the defenseman. So uh, just for that alone, this deal makes sense to me. As for the, the merits of Russell as a player, I mean, he's, he's not a puck mover of any distinction. Uh, he, you know, when you look at, like, points per game for the last yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, two sure. years, he's not any good. But when it comes to shot suppression, Bob, uh, when it stops to stopping players in the defensive slot, Chris Russell gets the job done still. He's still a strong defensive defenseman. I mean, we're talking about a guy conceivably that, you know, meets the expansion requirements who may be your number seven defenseman in a year from now. I know, and we've got some time before we get there, but, uh, you know, you're, you're paying for number seven D somewhere between 700 to, you know, one and a half million dollars anyway. So. I don't mind him as a 7D at the price point that they're talking about. I mean, it would be better at a million, obviously, but, I'm, you know, you, you, I don't want to quibble over a couple hundred thousand dollars. And, and, and this expansion thing, it's, it's easier said than done maybe to meet it. Yes, you can bring someone in, but Chris Russell can still play. And he's really strong. He was a, a, a core member of this PK unit, which was, you know, one of the best PK units in the NHL. And um, if they lose Clefbaum, who was the other really core guy, another really important player in that situation, um, they may be glad that they signed Chris Russell. So I think that he's paid off his contract, generally speaking. Um, I know a lot of there's a lot of critics of Chris Russell in the city, but I think he's done okay. I, I will I will tell contract. you right. I 100% know the Edmonton Oilers, and and everything changed once Clef Bomb, you know, Clef Bomb's out for the year. Yeah. But I 100% know that teams inquired. I know that for a fact. The teams inquired on Chris Russell in a trade. And the reason the I mean the Oilers needed the experience on the once once the uncertainty arose over Clefbaum, you don't just give up a veteran defenseman, especially as you, you're you know Jones and Bear are going to take on. Uh, well, we'll see if Bear takes on more minutes because now you've got Barry. So you got Barry and Larson who are veterans on the right side. I'm not, I don't maybe maybe Ethan Bear doesn't play more than 21 minutes this year, but certainly Caleb Jones is going to play. And what you couldn't do is afford to give up another veteran defenseman and what i will tell you is i know for a fact ken holland got calls on chris russell because of the the real dollar amount in his contract and so there were teams that were like well yeah he's a four million dollar cap hit but he's a million and a half bucks but the Oilers needed that experience themselves in the back end and they couldn't you know what i'm saying and, and the other thing is with him again i'm not in the room but 
I get the sense that he is a, and I'm on every trip, I get the sense that he is a very pop popular player and a guy that helps. Sometimes you got veteran guys, they're not that interested in paying it forward. And in Chris Russell's case, I have repeatedly heard that he's committed to paying it forward and spending time and watching video with the young defensemen that are that, that are on the Oilers and working with those guys. And, and a lot of guys don't have that in their personality, David. When he was uh, blocking shots in the playoffs, we, we actually heard, wasn't at the rink, uh, but we heard the players whooping it up on the bench. It was one of the few times we actually heard some life and noise out of the Oilers' bench in the playoffs is when Chris Russell was blocking shots. I mean, I just think that, that, that he, you can tell that his teammates value him from that. And, Bob, what if Nurse or Jones got hurt this year? Who would they put into the top four? Like, who would they play in those tough minutes? Chris Russell, you can still, he can still handle those minutes defensively. Now, they could go with William Loggison, but that's more of a reach. So, I, you know, for this year, Russell made a ton of sense after Clefbaum got hurt. And for the expansion draft reason alone, I think this makes sense. Uh, I mean, we've seen an organization like Philadelphia, and the word is they are trying to get uh, Jason Demare out of Arizona. But last year, they went and brought in Niskanen and Braun, and then Niskanen retired. And so now they're looking for another veteran defenseman, and they got a bunch of talented young defensemen there, right? And and so, but the fact of the matter is, you can always use some experience on the back end. I know you heard Dave Tippett, uh, David Staples joining us from the Cult of Hockey. You heard Tippett on the show yesterday. Um, give me your thoughts on what he had to say about Paul Yarvey and Kyle Turris. I love I loved what Tippett had to say, and it was really interesting because we also heard from Drew Remend on yesterday's show, and Drew was talking about kind of the prevailing attitude about Pugliarvi at the time, um, you know, around the team, that, that, that the guy wasn't ready, that he wasn't mature enough. And Drew was pretty harsh about the player. And I think that was the general attitude uh, I'm sensing from the coaching staff, that this guy was just too immature, not ready, and from the team at the time. So for Tippett to be talking in such positive terms about why he's watching him play in Finland and seeing this, this kid who's turned around his game has a much more complete game, that's fantastic. I just, I just, you know, Pugliarvi got a lot of heat from leaving Edmonton. I just think he made the absolute best move for him and for the Oilers in doing that. It bought everybody time. We, they get a redo, and uh, I, I think with Tippett in charge here and being such a uh, wise uh, coach in terms of finding the right role for a player, that Pugliarvi is going to find the right role on the team. And it looks like it sounds like it might be with Tourist to start the year. Um, as for the Tourist. Uh, his take on tourists, it was, you know, tourists didn't work out for Tippett in Arizona as a younger player. But it was interesting to hear Tippett refer to what happened for Team Canada at the World Championships in Belarusia and how Tippett, uh, tourists had played this uh, third-line role and done it very well, killed penalties. So, um, I, you know, that's great if tourists can play that, that role because when, you know, some of the alternative players, were they scored a lot last, like Nico Koivu. His, his offense has just dried up completely. It was like Riley Shea levels of offense, which is almost negligible. But tourists can still put up points, and um, it's exciting to see the Oilers going. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With the third line, it's going to be more dynamic. And with a player like Torres, who, who uh, can maybe fulfill that two-way role on the team. David Staples, Call to Hockey, joining us on Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. David, uh, Mike Smith, his re-signing was met with a lot of derision in the opening day. Uh, did you do a poll on the Smith deal versus the Markstrom deal? Yeah, because people, there was just such a huge amount of negativity about the Mike Smith deal when it was first signed. And um, I just, and I shared it. I have my questions about that deal um, and about Mike Smith's play. But on the other hand, you know, there was this rumor that the Oilers had offered Markstrom seven years at $5 million a year. And many people were, including me, were also relieved that the Oilers didn't go down that road just because of the uncertainty of signing a goalie in his 30s to a long-term deal like that. So in the poll, we asked Oiler fans, would they prefer having Mike Smith at one year at his contract, which at that time was announced at $2 million, and we now know it's like $1.5 million with some bonuses, or the Markstrom deal, seven years at $5 million, which which would you prefer? And the vast majority of fans, Bob, uh, in Edmonton, preferred the Mike Smith contract to the Markstrom contract. I think we've been burnt so badly by UFA free agent signings here in Edmonton, you know, between Pouliot and Lucic and Mark Fain and Eric Belanger and on and on and on. We're just people are very leery about that kind of uh, deal, and I think Oilers fans are smart to be leery. Andrew Ferentz, four-year deal, day one, 2013, final two, and signed at 33, may I add. Four-year deal, uh, played six games in the final two years of his four-year deal in Edmonton. Mark Fain, four-year deal, played four games in the NHL in his final two years, spent the rest of the time in the minors, never played after uh, the conclusion of that contract. Uh, Pouliot, five-year deal, opening day of free agency 2014, uh, bought out the final two years. 2016, Andre Secker is probably the best of all the Mm -hmm. guys that got four-plus years, and, you know, the Oilers ended up, his his career got derailed by injuries. He's still playing in the league. He's a third-pairing guy now. Uh, but the Oilers bought out the final two years of his deal. Len Lucic, obviously, in 2016, seven-year deal. And I'm not going to be a hypocrite on Lucic. Okay, I had apprehension on Fain. Uh, got sold on Ference by someone. Um, but I thought that Lucic had a chance to be a decent deal for Edmonton for three or four years. I so never saw. I. So did you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, so good, did I. Good, good, good for you because that's a lot. A lot of times we have people that today text the show, and obviously they've never been wrong. But it's like Yakupov. <laughs> it's like Yakupov. Like eighty percent of the fans wanted the Oilers to take Yakupov. He's he's gone through three NHL organizations. He's on his third team in the KHL. He's got one goal in fourteen games. You know, there was a window there with Edmonton with Kruger where it was going well, and then it fell apart. But you know what? A lot of it, 75% of it's on the player, right? So, so yeah. you know, and you can't have revisionist history on it, David. Speaking of good contracts, bad contracts, I know you did a piece on that as well. Yeah, so I was looking, you know, because we've been burnt so badly here in Edmonton, it's kind of stuck in my head, you know, how many of these bad contracts are out there? 
and there are a lot. There's, you know, like there's there's about 25 right now in the NHL that really stand out. And uh, the Oilers have one of them in the James Neal contract, which, you know, Neal did trend up last year, so maybe it won't be so bad uh, going forward if he can maintain this. But, you know, the Buffalo contract that with Jeff Skinner, Bob, I don't know what you think about that deal, but not he has seven more years at $9 million yep. a year. Yep. And, I mean, these, we know in Edmonton, like the Lucic contract, all these other contracts are hit you hard, but when you get a really bad one like the Lucic deal or this Skinner deal is looking like it's going to turn out, that really can set your franchise back for five years six years and yeah, with the flat cap even more so the, the worst contracts I, as i see them are skinner bobrovsky seabrook justin falk louis erickson lucic pk suban and the suban deal is interesting because in the first four years of that deal he lived up to that nine million dollars a year but the last couple of years have been weaker last year was really weak and he's got two more years at nine million dollars a year and it just goes to show like it's so fraught offering big money over a long term to uh, to hockey players with injury but you're much better off offering it to a guy in his 20s than you are to a guy in 100%, 100% I mean the Oilers have not offered on opening day since the Lucic contract 2017 2018 2019 2020 look it up they've not offered a contract of longer than uh uh 3 years and those deal- and got criticized Criticized by, oh, they're not making any noise. Oh, sleep in the wheel on the opening. Free agency, uh, unfortunately, I mean, if you take a look at, the, look at the, the best work that Pete Shirelli did was the McDavid contract, and as it's turned out, the dry settle contract. For as much as that was maligned at the time, eight times 8.5, it, you know, Leon's exceeded the expectations there. But those long-term deals, and, and you got people that are sitting there, you know, writing columns, you know, oh, they got to make more noise, you know, there's, you know, and it's like the smart plays come later on in free agency. The fool's gold, 2016 alone, David, think of 2016. Lucic in Edmonton, Erickson in Vancouver, uh, Kyle Oposo in Buffalo, Andrew Ladd with the Islanders. That's like four guys off Bacchus. the top. Bacchus uh, in in Bo- and, and Nielsen in Detroit. Like, what a terrible day. Yeah, and, and and what happened this year is because of the flat cap, teams didn't do those types of deals. The only no. guy, that, I mean, Markstrom got six times six. So it's a it's an interesting one. So, I mean, as, I mean Buffalo's got Oposo and they have Skinner, who they extended. In fairness to Skinner, four times he's had 30-plus goals, and he was coming off a 40-goal season the year he was a free agent. But he's yeah. not that player. You know what I mean? Like he's a compliment to me. He's a complimentary scoring winger. So you've had you've had so now that you've had ten days to think about the conclusion of free agency. What's your overall assessment? Well, I'm really glad that the Oilers didn't get Markstrom. Honestly, I just think it was a mistake. Like I think it personally was a mistake. If that's true, seven years at five million dollars. I just think that that was too big an exposure for the Oilers, and I'm glad that they went in this other direction. Um, you know, I just—it's uh, interesting how many really good players are still out there. Um, there. There's all kinds of players, starting with Hoffman. I think he's still out there. Last time I yes. checked, and Duclair. And there's about ten good players: Travis Havanek, 
um, decent players who can play in top six, uh, top six forwards or top four D still available this far into it. I'm going to check, but I don't think this far into free agency we've seen this. So the flat cap is really having an impact, and it's going to be interesting to see how it's going to impact contracts going forward. Like you know, the Oilers are going to be faced with signing Ryan Nugent Hopkins, signing maybe Adam Larson or Tyson Berry, and what is going to be the impact of this depressed market on those kinds of deals. Yeah, there we go. All righty. Well, uh, hey, one more for you, just as an aside, because you are the uh, Post Media's man for all COVID coverage, and uh, COVID is going to affect things potentially on the startup for the National Hockey League. We know that. And, David, there seems to be a little bit of a philosophical shift in lockdowns, and the World Health Organization came out about, about 10 days ago. It didn't get a wide amount of things written about it. But we have seen some reversals of perspectives from certain government bodies on this, haven't we? There's been a really interesting debate, uh, Bob, with scientists like public health uh, epidemiologists, public health officials, physicians, people who are experts on this. And they're saying you just can't look at case counts in COVID. You've got to look at the total damage done from a lockdown. And that, that includes damage from unemployment, from loneliness. Um, from uh, malnourishment in the third world, from increases in poverty in the third world. There's going to be twice as many people who are malnourished and impoverished in the world because of the lockdowns next year as compared to this year as the estimate. This is going to, these lockdowns are unleashing incredible harm uh, for world population health. And this is starting to sink in with uh, public health officials. And they're saying we have got to do a more... Um, humane and more adept analysis of all the factors rather than just look at case counts and the damage from COVID itself because these lockdowns kind of unprecedented in world history um, have their own consequences which are really negative. All right great stuff David. Uh, Where can people follow you? Uh, at D Staples on Twitter. All right. And just to illustrate the point, one of the things that has to happen is when people report the numbers for the new COVID cases, and we have daily updates on this sort of stuff, it would help if we also maybe mentioned the amount of tests that are done. And just to illustrate that point, Alberta currently is at about 23,000 positive cases. The province has administered 1.6 million tests. So I had somebody in BC saying, well, you guys have it twice as bad as uh, we do. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're at 11,900 positive cases, so half as much, but you've only done 735,000 tests. Like, like Alberta's done 900,000 more tests, so how do you really know? So it's a little, you know what I'm saying, David? It's a little bit yeah. tricky, isn't it? The, the key when you're looking at COVID numbers, Bob, is to look at what, what Dr. Hinshaw does is look at hospitalizations and ICU rates. She, right. she takes into case counts into uh, consideration because hospitalizations and, and deaths in ICU cases lag a couple weeks to, to case counts. But uh, what we're seeing is case counts going up, but there's fewer people dying um, all the time in Alberta. We haven't had that many deaths compared to what we had in the spring. So something's going on, and we're all trying to figure it out and uh, hanging in there as best we and, can in, in really tough times. And, David, people say, why are you discussing this on a show called Oilers Now? And because it's a reality of the situation carrying forward for when the NHL starts up again. It for is sure. COVID's going to play a factor in, uh, in how we start up as well. David, thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. 126 in Edmonton. We're going to take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.